You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. TUGHD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square Media Station. One man to beat. You can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. right here on your home for University of Alabama Athletics, Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, your trusty, if not talented, host of the program with you, 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you by Peter Brook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa. They've got those decorative July 4th-themed treats for you. Right now at Peterbrook Chocolatier, they've got the chocolate-covered popcorn right now with a white chocolate covering and then some red and blue festive drizzle there along the top of that chocolate popcorn. July the 4th chocolate popcorn, among other items, waiting for you at Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland boulevard north joined on the program by the executive producer of southern fried sports jacob harrison and together we combine to form the 60 minute boon of sports talk radio what about it jacob you ready do you have any fireworks that you've maybe accumulated amassed here in advance of sunday's big pyrotechnic Holiday, will you set off maybe some mortars, maybe some bottle rockets? Do you have an arsenal, so to speak, um, of, I, of fireworks? I live in the middle of the city, so I'm technically not supposed to be doing any of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cover your ears, Walt Maddox. Kids, Cover kid, your the, ears the kids right aren't now. big fans of fireworks anyway, so it, it, it'd probably be pretty quiet. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Big, big grilling weekend coming up. I think we've talked about this in the past too, Jacob. Your sort of go-tos for that 4th of July cookout. Are you a burger guy, a burger and dogs? Maybe throw some sausages on that grill. Where do you sit on that topic, Jacob? I'm a burger guy, but it, a hot dog straight off the grill is the best. Is, is one of the best things in the world. So it, it, it's going to be both. Here's the conundrum with what you just said, and I don't disagree at all. A charcoal grilled hot dog, especially. And the thing about hot dogs that really pisses me off 
is that a lot of folks, a lot of so-called grill masters, they pay no respect to the hot dog, right? It's an, it's an afterthought. The burgers, they get all the love and they go on first and they're cooked extremely delicately and with great attention and temperature, medium, medium well. I don't get people, by the way, who take their burgers medium rare. I mean, that doesn't work with a bun for me, but hey, you do you. But then once the burgers come off, it's like, ah, just dump the hot dogs on there for a minute or so. They're already pretty much cooked. No, 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 no. You got to properly grill the dogs. You want them to have that snap, right, Jacob? When you bite into them, even with all the condiments on top, what do you like? You like that that little pop, right, when you bite into that dog? Exactly. Exactly. You got to put some effort into this thing. I get so upset about things like hot dogs, things like coleslaw and barbecue and seafood restaurants when it's just a throwaway item. When really it's a character defect in a barbecue restaurant and a seafood restaurant. If you don't pay attention to the coleslaw and also any restaurant in the South that serves up lackluster cornbread, that should be like on the health inspection that you should get a failing grade. Like the health inspector, when they come into a restaurant, like a meat and three in the South, it should be on the checklist cornbread. And if the cornbread isn't good, they should be able to shut you down immediately. Without any question, that's it. (sighs) We got a lot of things to get into on this Friday. The final Friday, the final edition of Southern Fried Sports. Five years to be exact. Figured that was a nice, clean number to put a bow on Southern Fried Sports. It's certainly been a lot of fun here on Tide 100.9 FM. And so many people to thank for helping to make it happen. Chicago Joe Gaither. We've had a couple of... We've had a couple of Jameses that have worked on the program. James Ludman has appeared from time to time on the program, helped out on the program. Uh, James Hardy, Josh the Intern, now working with the Jay Barker Show, was a big part of the program. Tommy Paradise has worked with us, countless interns, I'm sure. And of course, most recently, currently, Jacob Harrison. And Jacob, I'm very thrilled for you that starting Monday at 11 a.m., we're going to have Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison in this very time spot. Congratulations, Jacob. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's a lot to live up to because I think that that Southern Southern Fried Sports is one of the most entertaining shows we have. So I'll, I'll do my best. Well, you know, look, Southern Fried Sports has never been like any other show. So that, not that you're asking, but my only words of advice would be do your show and it'll take care of itself. But I'm very, very happy for Jacob. Uh, having been around this, this genre, this, this business for right at 30 years now, uh, it's tough. And so when I made the decision to move along, my hope was not that anybody asked me and not that I really provided any input, was that there would be something new and fresh in this time spot. And it looks like that's what Joe Gaither and the Brain Trust with Town Square Media has decided upon. And I'm very, very happy about that, especially happy for Jacob. Poor guy sat around for months thinking, is this guy ever, is he ever just going to move on? You know, is this, I mean, is he, is he ever going to move on? But uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, very happy for Jacob. Because, again, tough business, man. Tough business. I know Jacob's going to do a great job 
for everyone starting next week. 205-342-9904. That is the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio Line. We will talk with Charlie Potter coming up in our very next segment. That's been a staple of the program throughout the years. Look forward to talking with Charlie. And, of course, who else would we have to put a wrap on Southern Fried Sports but Pops? Pops, I understand, on the heels of all this name, image, and likeness stuff on the collegiate level, I think Pops has some multimedia stuff coming up. That you, So if you're a fan of Pops here on the program, and that's probably the segment I've gotten the most feedback about. Not probably, it has been. Uh, people just have soaked up Pops throughout the years. Uh, we're still going to have Pops available to you on some different platforms moving forward. So uh, we'll look to continue that with Pops in some form or fashion. We'll have to ask him if he's actually going to get a Twitter account now. Does Pops venture into social media? Pops also, as we told you earlier in the week and alluded to at the end of yesterday's program, Pops coming off a bit of a road rage incident last weekend. We'll ask him about that. We'll see if he has any comment on it. He may not have any comment on that situation, but uh, we'll certainly touch on that with him as well. And look, We'll talk about some sports while we're at it. Um, the Atlanta teams last night, the Atlanta Hawks go down in Milwaukee in game five of the Eastern Conference Finals. 3-2, the Bucks take the lead in a series right now that is pretty much devoid of its star power. No Giannis for the Milwaukee Bucks last night. No Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks last night. The hope being that perhaps Trey Young will be able to give it a go tomorrow night back in Atlanta with the Hawks season on the line. We'll see. We'll see Hawks trying to stay alive there in the Eastern Conference Finals. Of course, the winner of that series, the Phoenix Suns getting a nice rest right now, just chilling out there in the desert. And so the Suns await the winner of the Bucks and the Hawks. The Atlanta Braves... They're trying to do just enough to get you back believing, aren't they? couple wins over the Mets here. Get a walk-off infield single from Freddie Freeman last night to beat the Metropolitans. And there they are, two games under 500, creeping back up to that 500 mark and less than four games out of the New York Mets now in the NLE. So still plenty of opportunities for the Atlanta Braves as we look ahead to the second half of the Major League Baseball season. Freeman and Ronald Acuna Jr. set to start for the National League in the upcoming Midsummer's Classic. So you got that to look forward to as well. 205-342-9904. Jacob, did you see this from Shefty this morning? The Dallas Cowboys going to be your featured team on Hard Knocks next month, or coming up, I guess, even, uh, well, later this month, or, yeah, training camps are set to get underway in just a few weeks. What do you think of that, Jacob? Dallas Cowboys, America's team on Hard Knocks. Third time's a charm, maybe? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Amari Cooper is such a bright and explosive personality. We're going to get so much new information on the Alabama receiver. No, I'm, I'm not too thrilled about the Cowboys getting it, to be honest. I like the Cowboys on hard knocks because at least Jarrah is going to go out of his way to entertain us, you know? Um, but you're right. When I think about this Cowboys team, I don't know – 
from a personality standpoint other than Jerry, what do you got to work with? I mean, I like Dak Prescott, but Dak isn't going to get out there with you. Um, is Zeke Elliott really going to make himself available to this show? Well, what's the access going to be like to the true star power? Amari is pretty reserved, as you alluded to. Uh, so that's got me a little bit concerned. But I think the Cowboys, it should just be a yearly thing with the Cowboys. Put the Cowboys on hard knocks and then let them take the rest of the season off. You know, I mean, it's not like they're going to make the playoffs, right? History tells us that. So just let the Cowboys be the hard knocks, have hard knock season. And the Cowboys are that. And then the season starts and then no Cowboys. I don't think the television networks would like that, though, because that star, that star on that helmet, it still attracts, attracts a lot of eyeballs. 205-342-9904. Hey, uh, yeah, you know, I started this text chain with the fam this morning, and it, it ends up being totally out of control when you talk about July 4th and the cookout and all those things. It starts with, well, I'll do a Boston butt. Someone else chimes in and says, well, I'll do a couple of chickens. And then you chime in with, well, I'll do my smoked chicken wings. And then it's, well, I got some corn on the cob and potato salad. Well, then you got to have some baked beans and some coleslaw, right? And then the chocolate lady chimes in. I'm stopping right now to pick up a couple of pies. Goodness gracious. Thanksgiving in July, isn't it? These cookouts, these 4th of July cookouts, they can get a little bit, get a little bit out of control, but certainly... Certainly in a good way. Look forward to that coming up on Sunday. Going to step aside for our first break. When we come back, Charlie Potter of BamaOnline.com. He'll join the program when Southern Pride Sports returns on a Friday right here on Tide 100.9 FM right after this. Alabama football countdown clock is driven by Crawford Insurance, Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer. Call 752-6489 for a free quote today. There are there are 64 days until Alabama football. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with occasional showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. The high today around 80. For tonight, rain ending this evening, then clearing late tonight, the low 63. And a beautiful day tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine and not as humid, the high 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app.
Yeah, 4th of July text thread I was talking about before the first break. Well, it grew by another item during the break. I don't know exactly what fresh white acre peas are, but I like peas. And I'm not complaining, by the way. But you can add that to the uh, 4th of July cookout list now. We got about six, seven sides and counting. I don't think you really need that many when you do a smoked Boston butt and some smoked chicken wings, but I'll probably end up sampling each and every one of those. It's that time on Friday when we like to head to the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line at 205-342-9904. Check in with my colleague there at BamaOnline.com. Mr. Charlie Potter, who is doing the Lord's work in recent days. Charlie Potter there at BOL has instituted the NIL tracker. Thank you so much for that, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind doing it. Um, so far, it's been kind of it's kind of meh, which, I mean, you know, I, I don't think I just expected you know, a bunch of crazy deals or anything like that, but from an Alabama standpoint, it's been kind of quiet, and um, I'm sure you know maybe it'll ramp up, you know, in in coming weeks or whatever. But it's just been some some minor things, guys doing things with with online gaming, which is smart because I know a lot of guys in their free time that's what they do. They play video games. Um, yeah, there's been some kind of like cameo uh, sort of deals. There's things called Gym Loop where. You know, people can you know, pay to have guys tweet or post something on Instagram for them, but that's been about it, um, at least from an announced standpoint. Um, you know, the players seem pretty excited. Some players are, you know, tweeting the right things, posting the right things. Some are even uh, choosing not to, to partake in it. So it's been interesting to follow, but I guess I just expected it to be more of a whirlwind than from an Alabama standpoint. It's, it's been pretty tame to start things out. You wonder if a lot of companies more of the bigger companies out there, brand names, we're going to take a wait-and-see approach, see how it kind of gets going, see if competition really dives in headfirst, see what the strategy and approach is going to be for you know those type of name institutions in our country when it comes to certain brands because we haven't seen a lot of them dive into this just yet, have we? No, like I can't think of just a, a huge brand uh, that that's been or has shown up on the timeline or anything like that for me. Um, yeah, I know Alabama fans have well documented the fact that Auburn quarterback Bo Nix is, uh, has an endorsement with Milo Sweet Tea, and, and honestly, that's one of the biggest ones. Um, you know, we've seen Derek King, the quarterback at Miami, um, you know, get a, a nice paycheck from a moving company, but that's a not a national brand or anything like that. So yeah, I, I agree. I think a lot of companies are probably going to take a, um, a we not necessarily weary, but they're going to take their time with this and you know try to get everything right and, and see how things go. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't seen you know McDonald's or Coca Cola or anything like that. Things that we've seen Gatorade, things we've seen you know star athletes being commercials for in the past. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's kind of a, a wait-and-see approach. It's all fun and games, Charlie, until someone misses a field goal or drops a pass on fourth and eight or throws an interception in the red zone. 
what I'm getting at is fan reaction to player shortcomings now in the era of name, image, and likeness. Because fair or not, I think it's going to be ramped up even more. You know it's coming. When those situations unfold coming up in the fall, you know the cynical and the sort of – the, the, the tweets and the and the comments on message boards that are going to be coming. Well, if Blank would have spent more time on his off-season program than pushing himself for you know, name, image, and likeness deals, you know, maybe he doesn't make that mistake. You know what I'm saying. I mean, unfortunately, that that's the scenario I see, what I envision. Uh, these guys become, in the eyes of the fans, I guess, more professionals than – student athletes no i agree i'm I'm sure there are plenty of fans uh just on our website alone that subscribe to bol that have bookmarked the nil tracker that i posted and not because you know it's great journalism or anything like that but to have to in their back pocket when say one of these players does what you said makes a mistake and i will say like right now i mean there's there's not a lot going on um you know there's the team's taking some breaks you know there's the Fourth of July holiday coming up. There's not a lot going on, so this, it fell at the right time for these guys. Um, and again, it, it hasn't been very busy, just in terms of players loading up on on deals and endorsements and things like that. It hasn't been anything crazy, but maybe when the floodgates do open or some bigger deals do get signed, I'm sure you know, that'll be taken into account and something that'll definitely be brought back up in the season. Because right now, I mean, I would say maybe not a majority, maybe it's, you know, 55, 45, 60, 40. A lot of people are, are complaining about it. They're not happy with it. Um, and I will say that college football fans and, and Alabama fans in general don't love change, even though they have a head coach that's very good at adapting to the change of the game. But um, a lot of people have, have already said this is the doom and gloom of the sport that's going to bring it down. So uh, it doesn't appear to be the case at this point the sun's still coming up and you know the earth is still spinning on its axis but um i'm, I'm sure yeah you know you you go to the say the miami game and, and a player that has a uh, an endorsement deal or a compensation deal of some kind uh you know doesn't make the right play I'm, I'm sure that'll get brought back up there has been continued movement roster wise for both the alabama football team and the men's basketball program here in recent days. And when you look at the football side of things, I guess if you're needed any more confirmation that Alabama is absolutely loaded on defense, it's that it's had another member of that defense decide to enter himself into the transfer portal. King Wakuda, by my count, that's four outside linebackers since late last season who have moved on. Now, Ben Davis, I believe he constituted a super senior, uh, as one of those four, but also in the secondary, we've seen movement. And even with that, I, were you really all that surprised to see King Wakuda make that decision? Uh, maybe a little, but after the spring, you know, you had uh, several players that were out. Um, you know, Will Anderson didn't play in the spring game. I don't believe Drew Sanders played in the spring game. But you know, we saw some young guys step up. Chris Braswell. Um, you know, played pretty well, and he's someone I think that's taken uh, a major step from year one to year two. Um, obviously, we know what Alabama has in, in Chris Allen and, and Will Anderson, and they're only going to lose, you know, Chris Allen this season. 
uh, or after this season because he'll be a he's going into his fifth year. And Alabama has just recruited the heck out of the linebacker position, especially outside the last two years with adding Anderson and Sanders and Braswell and Q Robinson, bringing in guys like Dallas Turner and Keanu Coot. Like um, Alabama's pretty set at the outside linebacker position, but he's still a guy. You know, it was this time last year uh, when Alabama was having to replace both uh, Anthony Jennings and Terrell Lewis that. Kima Kuda was a guy that some projected to be a starter opposite of, of Chris Allen. I know talking to uh, Jennings and Lewis uh, at the Senior Bowl, I mean, Kima Kuda was one of the names they brought up um, pretty regularly and pretty high on the list. So I think it's just a situation where, again, Alabama has recruited extremely well in terms of edge rushers and um, you know, it was going to be a situation where at the best this year, he's a reserve and some of these young guys are coming on. So maybe he saw the writing on the wall and wanted a better opportunity. But yeah, I mean, you look at it, throw in Ben Davis and uh, you talk about Dress Parks and Kevin Harris. There's been some attrition, but that still doesn't really diminish the fact that Alabama has one of the best uh, outside linebacker uh, position groups in the country and really just one of the best linebacking cores in the country. I think it says a lot, again, to the recruitment, to the development of these players, and um, even losing some of these names that you see uh, all over the defense. The defense is going to be really good this fall. Feels like the one-time transfer rule playing a role in some of this too, Charlie, because a couple of these guys are going into their third year of college football, and maybe in the past – they would have hung around for one more year, gotten their degrees, and then taken the grad transfer route, maybe, and still had a couple of years of eligibility. But perhaps this grad, this this one-time transfer rule is is speeding things up a year or so for for guys like Makuta and Brandon Turnage. Do you think that's that's something we might see more of with guys early on making moves? Alabama's done a pretty good job of keeping guys around. It seems like anyway for at least three years. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a a main reason for seeing this early movement because you either see guys after their first year, they see the writing on the wall, they've already been passed up where they want to hit the portal, maybe go the JUCO route, um, and then, you know, find somewhere else to play or go and, you know, just sit a year somewhere. Or, yeah, you, you wait till you get that degree and then you can move on and play immediately. Well, now, you know, you have the luxury of the one-time transfer rule where you can move on and, and play immediately. And I think that is probably going to, you know, not necessarily open up the floodgates, but it's going to open some opportunities for second- and third-year players where, you know, they would have to wait a year or two to get their degree to be able to move on. And now they can just do that. So I think Alabama still, from a transfer standpoint, you know, they're you're not going to see their top players leave the program um, unless something's up. But... um you know, they're still going to, the way that they recruit, there's going to be players that Alabama fans were really excited to see get on the field that are going to move on because there's just a ton of competition at their uh, position. And maybe this, you know, they don't see a great avenue for them to get on the field. So you know, I know a lot of fans were really excited about King Makuta. I mean, he has a great name, first of all, but secondly, <laughs> I mean, he was a highly um, regarded guy coming out of Georgia. And, uh, yeah, I think they, Hope for the best, but yeah, I, I think this will be something we see, you know, kind of be a trend moving forward as these guys you would think would stick around for maybe one more year. Uh, maybe they don't see it in the cards and they decide to move on and take advantage of that one-time transfer rule. Earlier in the week, you and I on the Bama Online podcast 
talked about the sense we were getting that with every workout or every NBA draft process opportunity, Josh Primo was advancing himself in a way in which a first round selection was likely a few days later we learned that Josh Primo was in fact staying in the NBA draft uh, for the 2021 cycle. Uh, I don't think that came as a surprise to either of us, Uh, but the Jaden Shackelford news, I I, I guess that had been brewing perhaps, Um, but with what he has been able to do in his first year, two years in the program, uh, a sense of level of surprise with him. Uh, in, in not only staying in, but uh, also making him say self available to the transfer portal. Yeah, it was a, a surprise. Um, I think it might have been something that was you know, generating some buzz over the last few days, but still just the fact that you start hearing that, you kind of scratch your head a little bit because you know, Jaden Shackle- Shackleford's played, I believe, in every game that he's been healthy for, and he hasn't really had any injury issues. And He started every game last season uh, but one, and that was the senior day game when all the seniors were in the starting lineup, and, and Jaden Shackleford certainly played uh, a big role in that. So, yeah, he's the guy that, you know, he's coming off of a season where he was Alabama's leading scorer. Um, you know, I, I didn't think, even when he put his name in the draft, I didn't think he was going to be a guy that necessarily kept it in there. Uh, just because, you know, he, he's not um, he's not a bigger guard. He doesn't have the length that a lot of NBA teams um, are attracted to. And as an Orlando Magic fan, I can attest they are very attracted to long wingspan, long players. But um, he's a guy that I thought could benefit from getting feedback from the from the NBA, and I think that I envisioned him coming back to college, but I didn't really think it would be in a different uniform. But that kind of sounds like that's the way it's going. But college basketball, I mean, it's, it's a lot different than football, and um, you know, it could be a situation where he wants to be closer to home. You know, he's from California. I know his dad plays a a big role in uh, his life and his decision-making, so that could be a, a family decision there. But, you know, I, I think um, you know it opens up some opportunities with Alabama for some other guys to get playing time. I mean, you know, we talked about it with Josh Primo. You know, Keon Ellis is going to play a bigger role uh, this season, and he's a guy that I think uh, played better and better as last season went on. Uh, you bring in guys like Namari Burnett, he could see his minutes soar now with Jaden Shackelford. Uh, leaving, you're going to have plenty of Javon Quinterly and, and J.D. Davis in there, and I think you feel good about those four. Would you have liked to have, um, you know, your leading scorer back and a guy that's been kind of a, a leader on your team? Of course, but um, yeah, that opens up a spot on Alabama's roster. Maybe they go out and look for a transfer or a guy that's reclassifying to, to add to this roster. And I know Alabama fans are, are eager to see what that is, but it's never easy losing your leading scorer and now having to replace your entire starting lineup from the team that made it to Sweet 16. So surprising that, that Shackelford did what he did, but with Primo, like we talked about, I mean, that, that just seemed to be the writing on the wall there. And uh, I think he's a guy that could be um, a late first-round pick and, and hopefully go to a good team like he wants.
Charlie, I guess if we've learned anything with Nate Oates, too, when it comes to player acquisition, even at this stage in the process, as late as it seems, um, never say never with Nate Oates uh, if he has a scholarship available. No, I mean, even whenever um, you know they had their flurry of acquisitions, you saw the Murray Burnett and then uh, Noah Gurley, you know, hop on. You get the commitment from Charles Bediaco. It, it kind of seemed like they weren't done then, even though they were already won over. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that you know, if, if they find the right guy, then they won't have any trouble uh, filling the position. I'm sure they put out a bunch of feelers and, and things like that. I don't know necessarily the the top targets, but you know, with Nate Oates, with with Hodgson, with Petway, um, you know, those guys will will be all over it, and it's it's usually. Um, they can move pretty pretty quickly in terms of that, and and they'll want to because you know even though basketball season still ways away, I mean the the off season program, the summer, what they do then is important. It helps in building chemistry, and with having to replace so many players from last year's team, you'll want to do that. So uh, I think if they're going to add a player because you lose two now, and then you have um, you know James Rojas on the shelf until at least a uh, point in SEC play, hopefully. I think they'll want to move pretty quickly and fill in that last roster spot. Well, Charlie, we can't thank you enough for being a central part of the program over these last five years. It's been our pleasure to have you on. And, well, you know, you and I are still going to be doing something very similar to this on the <laughs> Bama Online podcast as soon as Monday of the next week. So, uh, again, though, Charlie, thanks so much and look forward to our continued work together over there at BOL. Yeah, man, no problem. It was always fun, uh, even though we mostly talked about Braves' losses, it felt like. But uh, <laughs> I will they say, won a I know, couple I know in a row, so see how I didn't mention that? They won a couple that is in a true. row. I was trying not to jinx them with us, Charlie. I, pre- I appreciate you doing that, too. But uh, <laughs> I know you're not like riding off into the sunset or anything like that, but uh, just with doing this show, being on that podcast, um, true professional man, and I don't know of a better host out there. You really lead it make it easy especially for someone that you know is better on the page than on the radio but it's it's always fun talking to you man oh charlie man you are uh you're a pro's pro and uh again always always enjoy the interaction and we'll do it again soon thanks charlie hey have a great holiday weekend all right you too man there he goes charlie potter longtime veteran of the university of alabama beat Charlie Potter, if you haven't already, and you probably have, why haven't you, if you haven't? Give Charlie a follow on Twitter, at Charlie underscore Potter, P-O-T-T-E-R. Back with more of a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports right after this. Um. You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with BamaOnline.com senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Back with more of a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Do some drive-by truckers. Would be a part of the SFS Out playlist. Let's head to the Peter Brooks Chocolatier studio line right now. Chase up with David on deck. Chase, what's up, dude? I had to buzz in on the on the final oh, it's, edition. Oh, good get, bread. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, get get me squeezed in before pops, right? At some point. <laughs> uh, pops. Oh well, nobody can follow okay. him, so I figured I'd be the open the opening <laughs> act or something. <laughs> you can be the truckers to Tom Petty, you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, uh, so uh, uh, you. Left, a, I know a couple of outstanding radio shows in your career wake, right? One, one or two in Jacksonville, and and now yeah. in Tuscaloosa. But just wanted to just wanted to buzz in and let you know it's been the it's been the finest radio sports radio show in Tuscaloosa for for five years, and I'll, I'll miss it for sure. Well, we appreciate you helping out, and of course, we'll still be uh, doing talking tide uh, on the on the old. Uh, on the old podcast format, got an exciting new setup with that coming up in the fall. I know you're looking forward to it, and I am as well. Talking Tide will uh, survive, no question about it. That's also, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of year five. No, uh, it's but, more uh, than that. I mean, when you talk yeah. about the Alabama market for podcasts, it's got to be one of the one of the OGs, doesn't it? I guess so. Yeah, it's probably yeah seven I guess or eight we have been doing it a while. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's this NIL stuff, though, Travis. My goodness, what a what a new era! And I loved the angle you took with it. If you haven't seen it or read it yet, Chase did a, a great piece at NFL.com on how this NIL could help keep some guys, some student athletes, gals uh, in college. Uh, you know, if, if they're able to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness to an extent where perhaps if they're a mid-round type selection, they say, look, I can stay in school and, and be okay financially, it sounded like, Chase. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's a, a subset of draft prospects, if you will, who are legitimate college stars, have serious college name recognition, but are not big-time draft prospects, right? I mean, you see it all the time. Uh, sometimes the Heisman Trophy winner doesn't go till late in the draft. Lately, that has not been the case, but uh, it's just an example. Uh, and you know, the example we used in that story was Scooby Wright, you know, from Arizona, the linebacker who was a uh, ended up finishing in the top ten in the Heisman and, and was super, super popular uh, as a college player with the Arizona Wildcats. Got drafted in the seventh round. Uh, that guy could have made twice his signing bonus in NIL and he came out wow. early. So if you're, you know, if you back this thing up seven years and you're Scooby, right, I think you stay in school all day long. Mm. It's great stuff. If you haven't seen that story from chase goodbread at NFL.com, you need to check it out. Hey chase, thanks for checking in, man. We'll be talking soon. All right. We'll see you, man. There you go. Chase goodbread up next. We have David at the Peter Brook chocolate studio. David, how you doing? Hey, Travis, how's it going? It's going, sir. How are you? I'm pretty good. I've called your show before, won a couple of tickets here and there, and uh, hate to hear that your show's ending. Uh, there's one question I've always been wanting to ask you. 
that I never have, and I guess today is the <laughs> last time to do it. The uh, intro song that you play uh, at the beginning of your show every time, who yes, is sir. that artist, and does that song have any particular significance to you? It is uh, Women Without Whiskey, and it's by the band Drive-By Truckers, and uh-huh. I, I, they're just a favorite of mine. And Mike Cooley, who sings that song, and I just think it's an outstanding songwriter and performer in general. Uh, it's just a personal favorite, and I think it sort uh, you, of matches you know the, sort of you know, the show. Do you yeah. know the name of that CD? Uh, gosh, Women Without Whiskey, I want to say, is on – it's either on the Decoration Day CD or – it's on perhaps the dirty south. Let me let me look that up, and I will I will get that out there for sure. Um, okay, are you are you going to continue to use that actually, on your uh, fu- actually, future endeavors? Actually it's, it's it'll be my own personal soundtrack, probably, David. But no, <laughs> it's on the uh, it's actually on Southern Rock Opera, which is a double CD, and it's a great that whole CD is great. So you really should check out. Southern Rock Opera by Drive-By Truckers, and you'll find Women Without Whiskey on there. Okay, I will. One more thing. Uh, last summer, unfortunately, I had an accident where I was uh, trimming limbs away from my driveway, and I fell off a ladder, and I broke my leg. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, uh, because of that, the circumstances now, one of my legs is shorter than the other, and I walk with a pretty distinct limp. I've, I've seen you before. I've seen you introduce the Black Jacket Symphony at the Bama Theater before. And I know that you right. walk with a bit of a limp. Uh, is there anything that you could tell me 20, as far as therapy or something that I can? Years, yeah, David, 21 years ago, I was in a uh, car accident, sustained an incomplete spinal cord injury. So I had nerve damage in my back, in my spinal cord, that led to some paralysis, paralysis in my left leg. Um, but I was initially diagnosed paraplegic. They said I'd be in a wheelchair the rest of my life. I walked out of the hospital 71 days later. So no complaints here, David. And I hope for you, you continue to do well with your situation, my friend. Thank you for listening. Yeah, it's, it's, it's giving me a different perspective on life, but, and I, and I thank you. I I thank you for the show and thank you for everything. I, I tell people all the time, David, who ask me, are you getting any better? I say, no, I'm not getting better, but I'm getting better at it. That's the perspective I try to take. So I hope there you, you go. Uh, I hope you continue to do well yourself. Thank you, David. Thank you. All right. Let's get to this final break. When we come back, Pops will check in on a Friday. One last time. One for the road. Pour one out with Pops coming up next. Sup. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with occasional showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. The high today around 80. For tonight, rain ending this evening and clearing late tonight, the low 63. And a beautiful day tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine and not as humid, the high 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 80 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yeah! 
to put a wrap on the final edition of Southern Fried Sports. And you knew how we were going to close this deal out. We weren't going to leave you soprano style, you know. There was no imagination needed to see how this one was going to go down. Of course, it was going to involve Pops. And of course, Pops was going to come on with his guys, the Rolling Stones, serving as the soundtrack. It had to be that way, right, Pops? Yes, it did. It could be better. (laughs) Do you have any closing remarks on Southern Fried Sports that you would like to leave your tens of thousands of fans with? Because Pops... One thing over these five years that I've been asked about the most is Pops. Uh, like, people ask me, is he real? Is that <laughs> is Pops real? Yeah, he, he's real. I can't believe people even ask. It doesn't make sense to me. Pops, yeah. you're the only person associated with this show over its life that has had its own T-shirt, you know? <laughs> We found some of those yesterday, actually. Some of those Pops on Points t-shirts. Going to be able to get a lot of money on eBay for those in a few years. Talk about the (laughs) ultimate collector's item, the Pops on Point t-shirt from Southern Fried Sports. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So, Pops, we're going to have to, uh, now what we'll do with you is we'll get you spread across multiple multimedia platform so we're gonna have to get you a twitter pops we're gonna have to get you an insta we're gonna have to get you a youtube you ready for all that pops (laughs) if i knew what it was i i I could tell you (laughs) (laughs) well we'll probably get you a social media manager you've reached that height of celebrity status that i think we can probably get to your own social media manager you won't really have to mess with all that pops oh lord i need Uh a manager that's for sure yeah have you at least gotten some enjoyment out of being on the show pops oh yeah over the years yeah yeah i've enjoyed it i mean what can you say roll tide you know i mean it it don't get no better than, than than alabama you know? Alabama's had a pretty good run with you on the radio. Yeah, you know? well, they, they've had a run with, with me in my life. I mean, Bear Bryant was, was mm-hmm. when I was was my guy, you know. And, Joe uh, Willie Namath. And Joe yeah. Willie is still my quarterback for one game at any time. For and, one uh, game, your pick is Joe Willie at quarterback. Yes, sir. All time. Yes, sir. Huh. Yes, sir. Because he call he could call the plays too. He called you know? he called he called the game. He ran the offense. You know he didn't even call the play until mm-hmm. he took the line of scrimmage. You mm-hmm. know that, that, I don't know. I, I a lot of uh, fun memories and uh, Tuscaloosa is a great town. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, I always enjoyed it when I went there, <laughs> and it was a pleasure. I don't know if Tuscaloosa has ever forgiven you, though, for a couple of Auburn losses. You know, you were there in 96 in Auburn when there was the fumble late and uh, Jared Holmes kicked the field goal there in Auburn. And then you were also there, uh, or maybe that was 97, I guess. Bruce Arians. Think about that, Pops. Bruce Arians was the offensive coordinator for Alabama in that game. (laughs) <laughs> now he's a Super Bowl champion head coach. And then in 2010, Pops, you know, you were in Bryant-Denny Stadium for the comeback. So oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think even with that, you've been largely forgiven, you know, and again, you have just elevated yourself to this star status that I don't know oh, either yeah. of us anticipated yeah. for you. I, I don't, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I don't understand any of that, but, but uh, <laughs> it's been fun, you know, I, I, love, uh, I love sports. I've always liked sports uh-huh. and, uh, and I've had my special teams and, and, uh, and they've they've carried. I, I hang on to them, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, but you you won't come out of uh, Florida Gator home game retirement for Alabama in September when they make the trip to Gainesville. You won't well, come out of retirement for that and go down there. I had I had my dentist ask me this week if I was going to go to any Florida games this year, and I said Alabama's coming to Gainesville. I said the last mm-hmm. time I went to a Florida game was when Alabama came to Gainesville. I'd probably jinx Alabama if I went because they got beat that day. Yeah, they you did, know? and those awful UF police officers that, checked your uh, checked your solo cup there. And that's on the campus. reason I've never I've never gone mm-hmm. back to Gainesville. Now I've, that... gone Gain- I've gone back to Gainesville to watch softball games, baseball games, and all mm-hmm. that, but, but not no football. football. Uh. They they spoiled the day, the, uh-huh. the, the game day activities, you know. That was probably the most angry I've seen you until this past weekend when you had a traffic uh, altercation with a young man there in St. Augustine. Yeah. Where you, <laughs> you tried to set him straight. <laughs> I was going to have to stick my granddaughters on him. Pops has got a couple of his granddaughters in the uh, Five Mu Forerunner with him, and he's just letting this punk have it in traffic. And well, I mean, the punk dropped some f bombs on you, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. He he was proud of his language. Pops might be seventy three, but you don't drop f bombs on pops. Pops Uh, Pops said to the punk, "Do you eat with that mouth?" I think you meant, "Do you kiss your kids or your mother with that mouth?" But it was the point was made. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, he, he, he whipped out a deadly weapon on me. You know? Yeah, what did he have, like a Swiss <laughs> Army knife he flashed at you in traffic? <laughs> it had the that shortest didn't scare, blade That didn't even scare the girls, you know? <laughs> yeah. Pops, be careful in traffic. I know, you know? I, know. I know. And we appreciate you, man. Thanks for helping hey, us out here. I enjoyed it. We'll talk to y'all. All right, there he goes, Pops. Thanks to everybody involved with the program. Thank you, most of all, the listener. And again, coming up next Monday, Jacob Harrison with Off the Edge right here at 11 a.m. You're going to want to tune in for that. For Pops, for Charlie Potter, for everyone associated with the program. So long, everybody.